Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stuff from the Science Lab from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey guys, and welcome to Stuff from the Science Lab. This is Alison Mattermilk, the science editor at HowStuffWorks.com. And this is Robert Lamb, science writer at HowStuffWorks.com. And, you know, we um, we communicate a lot at work uh, via email. We do, yeah. yeah. Even though we're just, um, I don't know, a few yards away from each other. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I have the habit of um, popping over your cube wall and annoying you, but only from the right side. Well, you don't so much as annoy me as just shock me because I always have my headphones in. And so. Yes, you do. So it, jamming out in your cube writing. I have a hard time figuring out how you jam out and write at the same time. I don't know how I would write if I didn't jam out. That's really the only way to do it. Listening to music with words, doesn't that distract you? No, I can't listen. Used to when I had a more brainless job and I was doing like pagination for a newspaper, I could listen to like whole podcasts and, you know, where there are discussions and stuff and, and, and you know, and I, and I could do my job. But like here, as long as it's not somebody giving me a lecture, you know? Yeah. Most of the lyrics to the things I listen to aren't really that deep anyway. So sometimes we do communicate by email and, uh, you, you're, uh, you throw in an emoticon sometimes in there. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw in an emoticon just to, it's kind of like real writing, in my opinion, shouldn't have a lot of exclamation points. Agreed. You know? A but, screamer. Yeah. But sometimes if you're doing a short email, you know, it's like an exclamation point can make all the difference in, in the enthusiasm level, you know? Yes. 
Uh, and likewise, if you're not too sure about uh, about how your uh, you know words are going to be uh, received by the recipient, uh, you know you throw on a little smiley face, or um, I don't really use sad faces in uh, in work emails, but you know, <laughs> you, but sometimes there's a little like annoyed one, you know, where you do like uh, the you know the two eyes and then kind of like a, a sideways kind of a uh, you know mouth. But um, I'm never really sure when to throw in an emoticon. To be honest, have I ever sent one? Or you I just want an email to you? Yeah. You, like you were saying earlier, you just, you rarely emote anyway. You know, <laughs> basically a robot. But, um, yeah, you know, it's one, like as a writer, I feel like I can generally say exactly what I want to say. In but the email form. is a tricky method yeah. of communication. Yeah. Sometimes you got to shoot them off fast. You don't have a lot of time. And it's the same with like text, you know? Yes. You know, you, you just, you know, you, you want to convey the message quickly and not start an argument. So you just be like, you know, you just throw in a, a smiley. So. Tell us a little about the uh, the history of the emoticon, though. This is this is actually pretty interesting. It is, yeah. We can pinpoint the exact moment when emoticon sprang into existence, and that was 11:44 a.m. on September 19th, 1982. And that was thanks to a gentleman, a professor, Scott E. Fallman, uh, Carnegie Mellon, and he was suggesting their use. He was talking about um, the limits of online humor and how you know to really get across comments that are meant to be taken lightly Mm -hmm. and said so he he said and i quote i propose the following character sequence for joke markers um you can't see so i will tell you it's the the smiley face the colon dash uh parenthesis and read it sideways so let me read that to you again i propose the following character sequence for joke markers and he he gave an emoticon and then he said read it sideways yeah. Now he included the nose. I rarely include the nose. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, the nose. Yeah. So I use a simplified version. But this was this was early in the emoticon creation process, and it's really uh, really skyrocketed since then. As I think everybody knows, there's just an uh, there's a huge array of emoticons you can whip out in uh, in your you know daily email correspondences. Aside from just uh, smiley, uh, frowny, uh, angry, <laughs> frowny. I like how they all get the e. Yeah. The there's frown. there's a vampire one. Bloodsucker E. Uh, yeah, is, yeah. I, I don't know when you would use that. Uh, and there are different ones in Japan too, right? Yeah, I mean, especially when you have uh, different. Uh, well, actually, I saw a chart where it's like in uh, Japanese emoticons have a tendency to to they tend to want to make theirs more um, horizontal instead of vertical. Sure. And uh, and then also when you get into other languages, you have more characters, and you can really create crazy emoticons that like look like ogre faces and and cats and well cats and the cat one you can actually do. Uh, with just it's like uh, an equal sign and then a what's the uh, a carrot yeah like a carrot and then a dot and then a carrot and then an equal sign and wh- voila you have like a happy have you cat. used that one before no are you pretty psyched to use it yeah I don't know when I'm gonna you know unless I just start like if I have to text uh, my wife would be like did you feed the blank and then I throw in the emoticon for the cat but that's longer than typing out you know texting cat yeah but we do that all the time it's like around here. Uh, you, you know, when people write how stuff works, uh, at least in the office, they'll put HSW because it's shorter on paper. But then you hear people saying, yeah, we really need to think about HSW. And then you're like, that's not shorter. You didn't save any syllables in saying HSW instead of how stuff works. That's true. People should just be rational. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like we were saying, emoticons are awfully handy when you don't have the ability to convey your tone or your feeling. And, yeah, yeah they help out when our voices can't do the same. Mm-hmm. And... uh and, and the mo- I think one of the even more important things and what what we're really going to talk about in this podcast um, is that they give they provide you a face during faceless correspondences. Sure. You know, you can't you can't see my facial expressions when I'm emailing you or texting you. 
Um, Unfortunately, we don't have video phones yet. Well, I guess we have <laughs> had some like poorly conceived ones, but they're not widespread well, by any means. They're they're out there. Yeah, they're, they're out there, but I mean, they're it's not like you know, um, do androids dream of electric sheep? You know, and they're yeah. all calling on the video phones, yeah, the vid phone. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite Dick Tracy yet, but 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 indeed, yeah, it's not a standard part of our. I guess uh, people do Skype quite a bit, though. Yeah. Yeah. So emoticons are pretty handy, but they really don't compare when it comes to the human face and what it can convey. Um, I mean, think about it now. What do you, I'm trying to look at you and I can't really see your mouth, Robert. Are you smiling or frowning or scowling? What would you describe your facial expression right now? Physical. Um, now, now there's a smile because you think I'm being stupid. Uh, but, but yeah, like the, the very basics, the smiles, the frowns, the scowls, you can look at somebody and you instantly have a good idea of what their, their, you know, their whole attitude is. Um, Right. So, for example, a person who's trying to gain your trust may smile. Um, mm-hmm. Someone trying to scare you will scowl. Um, and we use these faces, you know, not just to win trust, but, you know, also influence and, hey, manipulate others. Yeah. I mean, a, 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 a nice smile will uh, get you pretty far, as they say. They if do? They say. I don't know if they say it, but everybody <laughs> knows it. You know, it's like, you know, you get pulled over by the police. What are you going to do? You're probably going to put on a smile. Smile nervously. Or maybe you're going to uh, to frown. You're really sad. I don't know. You know. People. Cry. Yeah. You could bust out the tears. Yeah. Emotional uh, manipulation goes a long way. And it's pro- you can That's probably true. do a lot more. I mean, there's no problem about it. You can do a lot more in person than you can do with an emoticon. Right. So according to researcher Paul Ekman, um, he found that humans share at least seven primary facial expressions with identical meetings. Um, so first up, we have happiness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while you're listening to this, think about happiness. What are you doing? Are you raising, you know, the corners of your lips are you wrinkling your cheeks a little bit, narrowing your eyelids? Are you producing those lovely crow's feet, those wrinkles in the corners of your eyes? And then, of course, we move on to sadness. Mm-hmm. What is that feature? I mean, uh, I think we all well, know what yeah. sadness features. You Narrowed know. eyes, eyebrows brought together, downturned mouth, pulling up or bunching of the chin, you know, all that good stuff. Then there's fear. Uh, and uh, this The is, wide-eyed look. Yeah, wide eyes. And uh, apparently a fear is very similar to surprise. So, yes, I believe yeah. that. And it, uh, it also has a good uh, flaring of the nostrils involved in fear, which I never noticed before so much. I noticed in cartoons, not really in people. Anger. Mm-hmm. It's generally a lot of eyebrow motion. Yeah. Then there's disgust, uh, you know, nose scrunching. Ra- you know, anytime you, you see somebody smelling something bad, raising of the upper lip, downcast eyebrows, narrowed eyes, um, surprise, like we mentioned, and then uh, contempt. Contempt, of course. And that's notable for raising one side of the mouth into a sneer or a smirk. Yeah. And a lot of these, I mean, it's things that we pick up from other people, like at a very early stage. We we, we don't consciously, well, most of us, unless you're like a, what, a sociopath or something. You know, you're not consciously using all of these facial expressions. They just come out. They, It's an expression of what you're feeling inside. Right. Right. So, and then sometimes we have these things called micro expressions. Um, and I think Chuck and Josh did a good podcast on micro expressions. And there's cool. also an excellent article on the site if you guys want to check it out. And these are super interesting. These, these are these just very fleeting expressions that, you know, occur across your face, uh, that you really can't control. Mm-hmm. And they're, a lot of times they're like real tells of what you're feeling. You know, like you're, maybe you're faking that smile or that frown for the police officer, but, if the police officer was able to tell, be able to read your micro uh, expressions, then he might be, he would be able to tell like, oh, well, you're lying about something or you're really nervous about something that's in the trunk, you know? Well, maybe not. There's not a specific micro expression for, oh my goodness, there's something, there's a body in the trunk. But, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I don't know if you heard it, but back when the whole baseball scandal was erupting with Rodriguez and McGuire and some of those folks, there was a there's a guy who analyzed Alex Rodriguez uh, in an interview in which mm-hmm. he was asked about whether he took some of these substances, and the psychologist or, or researcher involved in it analyzed uh, Rodriguez's face for micro expressions, and you know he would stop it. Oh, you know, point to that. Look what he's doing there. And yeah, there's something with the brow, as I remember correctly. Uh, it, if I remember correctly, is uh, is supposed to be like a real uh, telling micro expression of uh, lying. Yeah, so there are 3,000 of these different expressions, according to uh, Paul Ekman. Yeah, and he's really like the, the godfather of uh, he's charting Mr. the micro world. Expression. Of, yeah, Mr. Microexpression. And these things can be pretty brief, too. Like, they're only, they may flash across your face for 1 25th of a second, all right? I mean, they occur so fast that they're not even perceived by the conscious mind, uh, by, by either the person expressing them or the person observing them. Right, right. Um, and as few as 10% of the people yeah, are even aware of seeing microexpressions when tested. So it's it's really like below the surface of conscious perception, you know. Um, Subliminal. Yeah. Yeah, so we have all these handy expressions and microexpressions, as the case may be, to convey how we're feeling about the world. Mm-hmm. But what, are, what about instances when, when we can't, when we can't emote? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, again, it comes back to the the emoticons that we throw out during emails. Uh, most of the time, though, our emails are not really life or death, you know. I that's mean, true. sometimes they are. But but for the most part, you know, it's critical it's, deadline. Yeah, it's critical deadline or it's like uh, you forgot to pick something up at the grocery, that kind of thing. Yes. Um, but there is a situation where it is very often life and death or there's a huge potential for the situation to be life and death. And that is when you get behind the wheel of an automobile. Right. So driving is a communal activity. I mean, we tend to think of driving as an individual experience because a lot of us are just hopping in the cars and, you know, driving off to work. Yeah. You're sealed in there with your music or what have you. And yeah, you're listening to stuff from the Science Lab podcast and really just you're into it. Yeah. But, you know, you have other drivers on the road, of course, and you can't really easily communicate with other folks, you know, next to you. You can't say, hey, I just cut you off and I'm really sorry about that. Or you can't say, hey, you just cut me off. And what the heck was that? Yeah, there's um, uh, there's a there's a guy by the name of Dr. Leon James, who uh, we were talking about Mr. Face earlier. This guy is also sometimes called Dr. Traffic. And, uh, he, Dr. yeah, Dr. Traffic, uh, Jonathan Strickland wrote an article about road rage and, uh, which is kind of funny when you consider that Strickland doesn't drive. So he wrote the yeah. article on road rage. But uh, I mean, I don't collide, uh, atoms or anything or particles, you know, so, and I wrote about that. That is so. a good point. That is a good point. Yeah. Yeah. We're great writers here, but, um, we don't, we don't have to actually do the things we write about, but, but anyway, in the, in the article, um, Dr. James, uh, points out several, um, aspects of driving that contribute to uh ra- to rising frustration and stress levels that often boil over into ro- into not roid rage but uh road rage. Um and these include uh, immobility, constriction, lack of control. Um we get very territorial. Uh there's denial and loss of objectivity. We that means we tend to overlook our own faults and place the blame on others. Uh unpredictability like a lot of this is when you're i think in in life in general we create like a story around ourselves where we're the center and everything else is just you know gunk you know yeah we're egocentric beasts yeah and you get in the car and it's the same deal it's like it's all about like like how did that That guy was out to cut me off yeah he cut me off why why is this light not cooperating with me come on bus (laughs) you know it's like that that's that's how we get but then another um uh, interesting uh um fact that uh, James points out is ambiguity. Um, 
there's no culturally agreed upon way to signal an apology to another driver. I mean, there's the whole like, thanks, you know, for letting me out while I was trying to take a, you know, a, a right or a left. But, uh, but beyond that, it's easy to misinterpret someone's actions as a sign of ingre- aggression or insult. Okay, let's pause for a second because I, I think that there are a couple of ways out there that people do communicate in okay, cars. Okay, let's hear them. Okay. So first we have the wave, like you were just talking about, and the wave is, hey, thanks, you just let me in, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I look for the wave after I let somebody in. Because you expect the wave. Because you're going to be mad if they don't, right? You're like, do, do you get do you get irritated? Yeah. You're like, <laughs> like I just let bit. you out, buddy. I'm going to be late, and you didn't even wave to me. You and then you give like me the ram wave. in, right? No, no, I would never do that. And then you know, of course, there's a horn. But as you were pointing out earlier, when we were talking about this podcast. Um, you know, a lot of places have cracked down on using your horn. You can't blare it. People don't really like all that noise pollution. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sure, you can you can use the horn. There's well, the light tap. If say you're sitting at a light and the person in front of you hasn't gone, you kind of give the light tap. But but I have to admit, I think I've I've been in situations where the person has honked back at me after I honk for them. To, well, it depends on on the honk. Did and you, I, and did I also you blast have to admit, I've done that. Like I've honked back at somebody. Like, Why? I don't know, because when we're behind the wheel, we're different creatures, you know, and we're like more prone to anger. And I'm there was like one I forget what I was doing. Maybe I was tweeting or something. I don't know. But um that's illegal, Robert. Well, now it is. But this was a different time um, back in the days when you could months tweet ago. And drive. Yeah. Well, no, I was at a stopped light. You know, I mean, a, um, yeah, uh, I was at a light and suddenly it turned green and I didn't know that, you know, that it had turned. The mm-hmm. dude behind me gave me a little honk and this like. Like an anger rose. I mean, I'm like, what are you honking at me for? And then I honk back and then I was like, wait, that guy was totally <laughs> correct to honk at me. Um, I would like, I would like to also put a signal out there. Um, the hold up the hands to acknowledge, uh, fault or blame. Sometimes mm-hmm. I will do this if I've, you know, if I've done something that, oh shoot, I should not have done that. So, you know, I'll hold up my hands. Yeah. Well, I used, I used to be more, um, yeah, expressive with my irritation to other drivers. Uh, but I, I, I finally have just settled on just shaking my head from side to side and like disappointment. Ah. Be- and it works two ways. A, it's very subtle and, and it allows me to, um, to let some of the, uh, you know, the anger out in a very calm manner. And also other drivers aren't going to see it and attack me. Yes. Because once I had that happen, I was, uh, I was on the way to like a job interview and we were, it was like raining and we we're like stuck in traffic, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like some like annoying, uh, trucker, uh, behind me. Uh, Why would you mess with a trucker? I wasn't messing with the trucker. It was just kind of like, like he was like really riding my tail, like. Or she? No, it was a he. Oh, okay. I know because he got so irritated. And I think I like threw my hands up or something, you know, uh, you know, but I mean, I'm in the car in front of him, right? And then, he like loses it, gets out of his vehicle and like walks up beside my car and, and like, and it's like, exp- like, you know, gesturing wildly. Like he wants me to get out and like fight him in traffic or something. But the, the weird thing was, it's like, I, I look up at him, right. And I make eye contact with him. And I imagine the look on my face was kind of like, what are, what's going on? There's like, you know, I'm just kind of completely shocked. <laughs> so he like, he makes eye contact with me and it's like, he instantly like, calms down and goes back to his car and it's this is not like a jedi mind trick thing with me either it's like he made eye contact with me he saw my face you know and and then everything was human again okay that's really interesting you say that because i'm sorry guys we are talking a little bit about road rage but you are welcome to share your road rage stories with us and now i want to share one of my own okay um similar thing happened i was driving home i used to have a long commute from from a different job and there's this particular intersection and a, a gentleman just kind of, you know, all of a sudden crossed in front of me. It was really tight. And um, I, I gave him a long, loud horn. <laughs> I should not have done that. 
I do uh-huh. not suggest that. I, I'm not proud of myself for giving the long, loud horn, but I did. And he he stopped the car mm-hmm. and he got out of his Mercedes convertible. Oh. And he came toward me in my little econo box. And I, I rolled up the window and, and locked the doors and mm-hmm. just stared straight ahead. There was no eye contact. I would not look at him because I was afraid of provoking him with eye contact. Right. So that's interesting that you said it. I wouldn't look at him, but yours kind of abated based yeah. on that. Well, I have seen some reports too, uh, some studies that uh, that uh, talk about like eye contact um, not doing any good after a certain point if everybody's still angry. Because it's because then... You know, it's like you have angry drivers and then if they're like only the only it's like that you just compound you compound what they're feeling and you confirm any kind of negative feelings. If you like make finally make eye contact with the other person and they're like scowling at you because then it's just like, you know, you're thinking, oh, these drivers are monsters. You know, what's with Atlanta's drivers? Then you make eye contact with them and you're like, look, I was totally right. Look how angry they are. Right, right. Okay, so all of these road rage stories, what are you going to do? What's a driver to do? How are you going to emote? Clearly, the throw up the hands has multiple meanings. People aren't always so psyched about the light tap on the horn. Mm -hmm. And not everybody can drive a convertible. (laughs) Right. So there have been some efforts to bridge this communication gap among drivers. Um, Let's talk about one called the vehicle signaling system. Yeah, this was like a patent, I believe. Yeah, and it was by uh, some guys named Jerry E. Beasley and E. Scott Geller. And this particular system allowed drivers to display a message like, sorry, to other drivers. According to the patent, quote, the messages associated with the use of the communication system are selected for enhancement of safety and to avert the negative responses associated with road rage. Cool. Sounds like a good thing. Don't think it ever quite took off. Between like 2001 and 2005, uh, Japanese engineers working with to- Toyota took a shot at it okay. uh, along similar lines. They had this um, project called the POD. And and it, it's really, I mean, it, it really sounds overly ambitious, but it's, but it, and which is probably one of the reasons you don't see these, this technology out on the roads today. But they, uh, they basically said, let's make a car where the, you have sensors that will read, um, the, the emotions of the driver and convey them through the car. Like the car would emote, which instantly brings to mind like images of like Thomas the tank engine or something, yep. you know, but, and it's, not completely unlike that. Uh, it would feature, uh, like headlights that would fade from bright to dull to indicate anger or contentment. Eyebrows formed by lighted slits along the car's bonnet, uh, that would be able to, uh, illuminate to form a frown. So you would have a, a vehicle that, uh, <laughs> That's would... frowning on you. Are you picturing, am I the only one picturing Herbie? Did, Did you... Herbie have a face? I don't know. Herbie kind of has a face. Yeah. Her- Herbie, you know, the little VW bug. Yeah. In the movies, I felt like he could emote. Huh. Maybe you just had more of a connection with that film than I did. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's basically the, you know, the vehicle would, um, would, would emote for the, uh, the, the, the driver. And, and at the time, I think they were, they were saying that the technology was still like 10 or 15 years off or more, uh, you know, before we would actually be able to see this. Uh, and of course we haven't seen it. So my complaint with that would be, I would, I, I like to selectively emote. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like to emote every feeling or thought or sweaty palm that I'm feeling. Right. Well, yeah, and it's like if you're driving, if you're angry and you're driving, like you don't want to. Again, you, you, it seems unhealthy for everybody on the road to know that you're an angry driver. And it seems like when you, if you, if you were to, un, you know, to roll out this technology, you know, say give it to everybody in Atlanta, I think you'd have like two types of drivers. You'd have like angry drivers and then the drivers that are jamming out listening to music yeah you know so 
because I and, and I, I actually I saw another study that pointed out that like we're kind of like reared at this point to drive angry and have road rage. You know, we. Uh, what do you mean? Well, it's because like, we have all this stuff to entertain us in the car. Or? No, well, well, we're it's like all the reasons we were talking about before about being shut off, but also like a lot of us grow up with with parents that are uh, that are like you know your mom's driving the car and she's probably talking about the traffic. You know, and mm-hmm. complaining about the traffic and creating mm-hmm. that little story in which um, her and her driving experience are at the center of everything. Like a, a lot of people do the, the whole chatter while they're driving. I mean, have you ever been in a vehicle driving? Nobody else in the vehicle with you and you, you're talking like you're commenting on the on the traffic. A little bit. OK, well, do you talk to yourself in the car? Is well, that what you're trying to get? Across? I didn't think about it much till I, I saw it mentioned in one of these uh, these studies. Okay. And they were like saying that people, that's one of the signs uh, that, that drive, most drivers seem to, um, to put out there is that they, they, they chatter and they're like, they're like, Oh, what are you doing, buddy? You know, you kind of talk to the other cars. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, yes, you know, yes. What are you doing, guy? Are you, you, you totally cut me off there. It's like, Oh, I guess you're not going to make that light. Great. We all missed the light. You know, things like that. <laughs> yes. Um, which occasionally, like if you've ever like done like me, I think it was like a month ago, my phone, uh, I pocket called my sister. Oh, butt call. Well, if, I guess if you put your phone in your back pocket, it's a butt call. Yeah. More like a hip call for me, I guess. Okay. But, but yeah, so I called her and I was just driving. So she got to listen to my, my traffic chatter for like the <laughs> length hilarious. of the message, you know? So. So, and there is an, a new gadget called the drive motion. And why don't you take us through this one? Cause you're a little bit more familiar with yeah, it. Yeah. And this is, it took me a while to figure out the title, uh, how to pronounce the name of the product because it's drive emotion. But with one word and, uh, instead of, instead of doing the double E's, they share an E. So it's D-R-I-V-E-M-O-C-I-O-N. Um, and this, you're talking about you want to selectively emote when yes. you're driving. And you don't want, certainly you don't want like a supercomputer picking up on all your micro expressions. Heck and, no. and like letting everybody know that you're pretending to be happy, but you're really frightened of the world. You know, that would be, that would suck. But, uh, no, this is basically a, a device that like sticks on the back of your, um, your back windshield, you know. Um, and it lights up and it has like five different things it can do. It can make a happy face. It can make a winky face or I don't know what you'd call it. A face, a winky face, a, winky face, a smiley face that's winking. Um, is that maybe if you find the, the driver next to you kind of cute? Uh, I guess. Yeah. Or that was kind of a cheeky move. Yeah. Some sort of traffic, uh, flirting or something. I don't know. Then there's like the words back off, the words thanks and the word sorry. So. You know, very limited in, in what you can convey, but you you have to wonder. It's like maybe this is enough to sort of make some difference, you know, to bring some humanity back into onto the roads. Right. So as long as we have uh, instances of road rage and, and people, you know, doing kind of terrible things to each other in traffic, maybe these emoticons in the car aren't such a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe they should be standard, really, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Dr. Leon James, he was saying that 56% of the men surveyed said they experienced rage on a daily basis versus uh, 44% of the women. So either sex, a lot of rage going yeah. on. And, and rage has been, I mean, not, not necessarily rage, but like anger, uh, is one of the, is frequently, um, um, connected to, uh, to traffic accidents and just general, uh, lack of safety on the roads. So. Right. So we'd love to hear from you. And what we would love to hear on this is, do you guys have any um, sort of signs that you give to other drivers? And and we don't want to hear, no, make them all nice and G-rated. Thank you very much. Um, you know, do you have... Do- yeah, because all the obscene ones are pretty obvious. There's only so many variations that you can roll with on that. But how do you convey other emotions? 
Yeah. And how do you feel about Emoticon? Send us an email at sciencestuff at howstuffworks.com or connect with us on Facebook. We're Stuff from the Science Lab or on Twitter. We're Lab Stuff. Yeah. We'll actually, or at least I will use emoticons uh, on Lab Stuff uh, and our uh, and our Facebook account. Uh, Allison, never. <laughs> That's all we got. Thanks for listening. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Want more HowStuffWorks? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sierra Leone has some of the world's highest maternal mortality rates. One nurse, Zainab, has not lost a single mother. This Mother's Day, join care in supporting maternal health around the world. Learn more at care.org slash Mother's Day. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.